Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Visit us online at rmworldtravel.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome aboard your RM World Travel Connection for Hour 2, everybody. We appreciate you being here with the Travel Trio on this first weekend of March. Mary and I are connecting with you today from our New York area studio, and Rudy will be joining us again at the bottom of the hour. Since we have Francine Segan holding to talk about a special region of Italy with us, Mary, let's get right into things and share the rundown of what's coming up. Sure. Coming up for segment two this hour will be another installment of our Personal Connections series, as today we get into an inspirational story about two teenage friends, Tommy Hendricks and Matthew Smith, who survived sub-zero temperatures and a blizzard for three days before being rescued by a helicopter while hiking Mount of the Holy Cross in Colorado. Rudy will take a peek inside the NTSB that does a lot more than investigate plane crashes with Eric Strickland. Show friend Jill Gonzalez is back this hour to talk about the best state capitals to live in and visit. And we'll learn how romance can survive commuter relationships with therapist Megan Bierce towards the end of the hour. All right. So that we got all that coming up for you, everybody. Uh, but before we get into that, we have Francine Segan, a food historian, joining us right now. And after spending some time with her at the Italian consulate in New York City a week ago, you heard us talking about it on the show last week. We wanted her to help us discuss the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy with all of you and explain why it really should be on your list of places to go. Hi, Francine. Welcome to the program. And thank you for taking a few minutes of your weekend to join us today. It's a delight. Well, it's great to have you here. Francine, when people think of Italy, if they're not like my husband, Robert, who almost immediately thinks of Sicily because that's where his family is from. It's <laughs> a good place. Yeah, <laughs> they may focus on Rome, Florence, Venice, maybe Naples or Milan, but the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy is such a gem. Do you think it's Italy's best-kept secret for visitors? It is absolutely an undiscovered treasure. Definitely add Bologna to that list of mm-hmm. fabulous, musty cities the capital of Emilia-Romagna. And it's a real food lover's region. Yes. Uh, Is it that food valley? Is that what they call it or something like that, that whole area? Emilia-Romagna has all sorts of nicknames. Food Mm -hmm. valley, motor valley, because it's the home of all those great sports cars. Right. Fast cars, slow food. Perfect. (laughs) What goes wrong with that? I mean, that's terrific. That's that's Uh, Italy. And I also know Bologna. I mean, listen, many times I think people, they'll go to Florence or they'll go to Venice. I mean, and you go right through the area, but you completely just, you don't realize where you're going. And Bologna is a treasure, uh, no question uh, about it. So, Francine, during our time together at the Italian Consulate a week ago, you shared a terrific video featuring, you were in it, uh, but you're featuring the whole Emilia-Romagna region. We're actually going to post that on our uh, social media channels. So, folks, if you just go to the RM World Travel or at RM World Travel social media channels on Facebook and Twitter, you're going to be able to see it. But I really want you to talk about some of the places and things that you were able to experience while exploring the area and creating that video. That video was like a pinch me moment. Emilia Romagna asked me to do this with under their guidance. So they picked the most fabulous places and the most delicious foods. And one of the fun things was, you know, I'm tooling around in this 60s spider Alfa Romeo and then tasting the 44 wonderful DOP, the special uh, geographic designated products like the 
prosciutto di parma and parmigiano reggiano. What was most fun was when you're standing there with these great artisans, you learn all kinds of insider tips that I, even as a food historian, didn't know. Like prosciutto di parma, they stick in a long horse bone into the prosciutto in different spots and take a quick sniff to make sure it's developing properly because a horse bone has this magic trick that it absorbs aromas quickly and also releases it quickly. I didn't know that. Interesting. Wow. So using a horse bone in, yeah. in the... Wow. Okay. So on the, on the food... In the prosciutto. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so since you're a food historian, there's another scene uh, in the video that we saw with you with the pasta. Is it the tagliatelle pasta? <laughs> That's, your, That's one of my, I'm not yeah. pronouncing it as well as you do, so but, feel but, free but to Mary, correct me. Mary but I love the trick place. when you hold it up and up. You know, why don't you talk a little bit about what you learned there with the pasta making as well? So I'm a food historian, but I'm not a chef, so I'm, right. I've got terrible manual skills. But they had me doing all kinds of cooking classes, and one yeah. of the highlights was at Casa Artuzzi. It's named after this famous cookbook author, and it's in um, Forli. And they taught me to make tagliatelle. There we go. I think go. we all should take, like, an Italian <laughs> how to speak food. Yes. <laughs> so tagliatelle are these special noodles, not too wide, not too thin, mm-hmm. made with just egg and flour. And they're the shape to have with ragu bolognese, that meat sauce of the region. They teach you you spread out the, the dough, and then you kind of roll it and then cut it with a knife so that when you put your knife underneath it, you sort of pick it up, and then the noodles fall evenly on both sides. Yes, it was, great trick. It was a great trick. And, and, it's, and it's very graceful, too, for yeah. saying I will, yeah. I will add. So right now, you know, for folks who might be listening around the country today, if traveling to the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy isn't feasible for them in the near future, is there a simple recipe there or something that maybe that you picked up that you can share with them that maybe they can make at home today or this weekend or next week and they can enjoy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing I love to do when I've traveled is bring home in my suitcase some products from there. And so one of the things you can do to travel right in your own kitchen is buy something that's from that area, something special like maybe a cetto balsamico tradizionale, and that that's magic ingredient that you can drizzle a little on cheese, you can put it on like roast beef uh, or a grilled steak, and, and that would be such a traditional dish. Or one of my favorite quick recipes that I learned in Emilia-Romagna is called basotti, and it's taking very thin egg noodles, tossing them uh, with some great broth, Parmesan cheese, and putting them in the oven. You don't have to boil it. And somehow baking it, it just all magically makes this wonderful crunchy outside and tender inside. Mm, did, right. did I hear you say, was it grape broth? A great, a great, gr- I'm sorry, no, okay, I want to make sure, because uh, yeah, I thought for a second, our phone. No, although great, that, I, I that like could be, thinking goes, yeah, that could be wine, Italian and wine. Grape, <laughs> I think that uh, Robert has just named a new nickname for wine. Well, grape. last, last <laughs> like hour, that. last hour we had uh, Chef Joanne Weir on the show, and she was talking about this risotto that Mary's going to make that has a wine in it. That's what brought me back to the red wine and the grapes, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I, I still am going on that. We're, we're going to be very hungry today. Last question, any must-try food? that travelers should enjoy if they go and they enjoy the region? Absolutely have to try the pastas. They're known for capellacci di zucca, a pumpkin uh, tortellini, a big fat pumpkin tortellini. It is mouth-watering, and it's a specialty of Ferrara. And then absolutely you've got to try the tagliatelle con ragù mm-hmm. bolognese when you're there. Wow. And for dessert, torta ricciolina, curly cake. It's made with 
noodles again, but with chocolate and almonds. Mm. Original Francine, we're going to leave it there. You've left us all hungry. So I think the next time we do this interview, we're all going to have to be in Italy to really enjoy it together. But uh, arrivederci, Francine. Enjoy the weekend. Buon viaggi. I'm hungry, Mary. Uh, Yeah, that dessert sounds delicious. It does. Folks, listen, if you want to see Francine's video in the whole Emilia-Romagna region of Italy, just go to our Facebook or Twitter pages at RM World Travel, and we've posted it there for you. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Tommy Hendricks and Matthew Smith will be here, and they'll be sharing their personal story of surviving a blizzard, below zero temperatures, and being lost for three days while hiking in Colorado on the 14,000-foot summit, Mount of the Holy Cross. The show returns in three minutes. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Alma Waterways River Cruises are all about ensuring you enjoy the destinations as well as the journey itself. Immerse in local cultures and sites and enjoy luxury accommodations as you travel from one stunning city to the next. Every Alma Waterways River Cruise includes small group tours and excursions in every port of call, plus all your meals and fine wines and beer with lunch and dinner. You'll get free Wi-Fi and bicycles to explore on your own or join guided bike tours of charming towns. Discover Europe, Asia, and Africa with the best at amawaterways.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. If you shop online without the best coupons, you might as well be saying no to extra cash in your pocket. Fortunately, there's Honey, a free browser extension that helps you get the best price on everything online. Honey scans and tests millions of coupon codes from around the web and automatically applies the best one to your order. It's so easy, Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. Take two seconds to add Honey to your browser and never miss out on free money again. Get Honey free at joinhoney.com rm or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. You have to check blind spots to drive safely, right? Same thing goes for identity theft protection. If you just monitor your credit, you might miss something, like your info for sale on the dark web. LifeLock detects a wider range of identity threats to help protect your identity. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, they offer visibility you might not get on your own. Membership start at $9.99 a month. Get protection today at LifeLock.com. Use promo code RM, save 10%, or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Sooner or later, your car will break down. If it happens after the manufacturer's warranty expires, something like a new engine could cost you over $5,000. That's why we suggest getting extended coverage from CarShield.com. They make the process easy. You select your favorite mechanic or get the work done at a dealership, and CarShield does the rest by paying them directly. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code RM or CarShield.com and use code RM to save 10%. For info, go to rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. A deductible may apply. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. And we're back. Thanks for staying locked in with us through the breaks. Nice to have you tuned into the show with Mary and me today. Before we introduce you to another inspirational travel story that contains the power of survival and a friendship in our personal connection segment today, we want to share that today's broadcast is made possible by Ama Waterways. And more of your messages involving Ama Waterways, they've been shared with us this week. We love seeing them, so do keep sending them. Here are a few excerpts. Cindy said, I know you talk about all the different places to take an Ama Waterways river cruise, but we can't say enough about their Burgundy and Provence sailings. They're awesome. 
Chuck commented, we did the Paris to Normandy cruise last year, and it was great, so great, that in fact we're doing another this summer on the Rhine River. Folks, listen, Ama Waterways River Cruises, they're all-inclusive, and the level of service they provide in Europe, Asia, and Africa is industry-leading and award-winning. Check them out at amawaterways.com for more information and special offers, or you'll find a link at rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Tommy Hendricks and Matthew Smith are two teenagers from Colorado Springs who share a passion for hiking and outdoor adventures. But back in 2016, over their Thanksgiving break from school, the Mount of the Holy Cross in the Rocky Mountains brought some unforeseen life lessons. The boys had already successfully climbed several of Colorado's 14,000-foot or higher mountain peaks and thought they had everything figured out for the next adventure, but Mother Nature intervened. And to help share some of the details of this story with you, joining us on the line for our personal connection segment today are Tommy Hendricks and Matthew Smith. Hello, Tommy and Matthew. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, we appreciate your time this weekend. Uh, Tommy, listen, Mary, she just discussed a bit of your story. And prior to your experience with Mount of the Holy Cross, I'm curious, how many mountains had you actually climbed? Myself, I have climbed, I believe, eight 14ers in Colorado. And some of this, a few via four-wheel drive roads and a little bit of hiking from the end of the road. So maybe in total, 11, 14ers. And Matthew, are you you're kind of similar? Yeah, about that. I think I'm a bit more, I've done around 15, 14ers, and then there's also the 13ers or 13,000-foot right. ones. And I've done a bunch of those, too. So well, a bunch Tom, in Colorado. Well, Tommy, specifically then, you know, how confident were you that you were prepared for this adventure? I was pretty confident. I feel like a good basis to work with and uh, the right amount of skills needed to take this mountain on, if you will, and uh, yeah, I had done a few with Matthew before, such as Capitol Peak or Pikes Peak, uh, Quandary, and each of those mountains had their own tests, if you will, that kind of shaped our skills that I at least needed for the Holy Cross. Okay. Matthew, um, so, so you guys clearly have experience, and I think it's important for our listeners to know you did have a plan for this, um, but as we'll find out, things don't always go according to plan. Matthew, take us back to the first few hours of the climb. What was the weather like when you first started, and how were the trails? It was nice when we started. Actually, when we started our trip, it was supposed to be a two-day expedition. So the first couple miles, uh, we were just hiking along the trail, good conversation, We felt well prepared. One of the things we did is made an itinerary that listed the sheriff's phone number for that county. We left Mm -hmm. that with our families so that in the event of an emergency, they could call that number. It's it's mandatory that if you're going into the backcountry, you have one of those. Sure. Uh, We felt pretty good that first day. And the conditions were good. All right. So, Tommy, now share what you encountered that first night and what you were forced to do to survive the night. Well, uh, the first night was a planned base camp and then it was actually the second night that uh, we spent on the summit and that's where we had to do our survival skills because the conditions were just so harsh essentially we were at the summit or just below it at like 13,900 because holy cross is 14,005 feet and we found these overhanging rocks that were essentially two boulders just stacked on top of each other And we were trying to find our way down, but it's kind of like looking through a ping-pong ball where you can only just see snow and you're, like, maybe 15 feet of vicinity. And we just, we couldn't find the way down off the ridge. So we just found those boulders and 
hunkered down for the night and around like I'd say 11 o'clock or so after maybe three hours four hours of just sitting there shivering uncontrollably I was speaking to Matthew in very slow kind of stuttered voice like this saying dude I think we should put our feet inside each other's armpits because I mean we got to conserve as much heat as possible and keep our extremities warm um, guys, before we go any further, I want to reintroduce you to our listeners. If you're just tuning in, Robert and I are speaking with outdoor adventurers Tommy Hendricks and Matthew Smith about their survival upon encountering Colorado's Mount of the Holy Cross in our latest Personal Connection episode. So, obviously, that's the, how you keep body heat. Um, this is really an incredible story. Matthew, after trying to descend, you got stuck in what is known as a Bermuda Triangle of sorts that threw off your compass. And from what we huh. gathered, you kept going around yeah. and around. Um, why don't you tell us about that? And what's going through your mind at this point on the journey? Well, first off, let me start by saying the president of Vail Mountain Rescue, uh, the mountain rescue group that picked us up, his wife calls the place the mothership because people just disappear on that mm. mountain. It's very complex. There's, you can divide it into the western half and the eastern half. We were planning to stay on the eastern half, but during that night on the summit, we woke up the next day when we began to descend, and it was still blizzarding. And so you, you really have no sense of direction except for what you know in your mind based off of the direction you need to go from the summit. So we went back up to the summit, and we came down. And once the, steer, the storm excuse me, had cleared around noon, we saw the valley below. And the valley is actually symmetrical, if you will, to the eastern valley that we were supposed to be okay, in. Which, which so this explore. western valley has a similar creek, a similar mm. pond. We assumed we were headed down the right direction. Right. When we got there... The creek was flowing another way, and at that point, it set in with us. We've gone down the wrong, the wrong side. side, and, and that forced wow. you to stay to hike out. Right, and then you, yeah. that forced another night in the below zero degree temperatures. Uh, and at that point, I mean, you guys must have been really panicking. Yeah, not panicking, more so just totally in, involved in that moment where Absolutely. like we were so it, it was so real that we could only do what worked, and we couldn't really do anything else. So we got down in that valley, saw the creek was flowing in the opposite direction, and I remember I was leading, and like we were coming down, following the creek, and we saw these set of footprints. This time it was like right around 3.30, and the sun was getting ready to set around 4.30 or so, so we had like an hour left. We followed these footprints, and they led up onto this uh, little hill, and we followed them, and they were going in a straight line. Now, we followed them, followed them, and we ended up exactly where we started them and picked up on them. It was a really bizarre thing. Mm. I don't have an exact answer on how that happened, but, <laughs> wow. again, that's just a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, wow. So, you guys, um, Matthew, for, for people that are listening to this incredible story, what are some things, really from both of you, that you guys have learned from this situation, and are you both still passionate about hiking and climbing mountains? We are still passionate about climbing in the mountains. Um, the mountains are a place you should go to enjoy yourself, to find solitude and peace. Mm -hmm. But they're also a place to respect. It takes a lot of humility. I think our biggest problem, our biggest con, if you will, for that entire trip was the fact that we were a bit prideful. We assumed that the storm forecasted to hit was going to hit when it was forecasted to, and instead it hit a night early. Right. Um, the best thing that people can take into the backcountry is a plan and you should really go with someone. 
And the number one rule, if you do decide to go alone, is the fact that you need to leave in a set itinerary with your family, and you need to not go astray from that itinerary. Tommy and I remained calm the entire time, and I think that was one of the things that saved our lives. He worked with me. I worked with him. He stayed alive to keep me alive, and I stayed alive to keep him alive. And when you take it away from yourself and you go, I have to protect my best friend here, my buddy, my climbing partner, you get this whole new respect for kind of your duty of what you had to do at that time. And that was to survive. That was to get Tommy out so that he could see his family again. And I and know you could that do the same. Yeah. Tommy right re- there shivering in his boots, you want to get me back. Tommy, right. real quick, in 10 seconds, uh, overall, you and uh, Matthew came through it okay or any lingering health effects? Uh, yeah, we had second to minor third-degree frostbite. We got rescued on the 23rd and spent Thanksgiving in uh, UC Health up in Aurora, got treated, and we're fine now, back walking and hiking. Guys, you know what? I'm sorry we're out of time, but very compelling story. We thank you for taking some time to share what you experienced with us. Mary and I wish you both the best. Yeah, we're glad you guys are okay. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for having us. Very compelling story. I wish we had more time with them, Mary. I know uh, the guys, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but they would have really wanted us to talk about uh, how appreciative they are with Vail Mountain, the Black Hawk helicopter, the rescue team coming to save Absolutely, them. as well as uh, their family and friends. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Folks, listen, uh, please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're going to take a quick break as Rudy checks in to talk NTSB before Mary and I join you again in about 10 minutes to talk about some of the best state capitals to live in and visit. So stay right where you are. We're back after these messages. Today's edition of RM World Travel is coming right back. And you can also stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows. To go anywhere, MyPillow is perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on radio listeners, enter code RM, or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Have you dragged your IRS tax problems into 2018? Well, you know, it's not if, it's when they catch up with you. But with the number one tax resolution firm, Optima Relief, standing between you and the IRS, you can finally look forward to a fresh start. Call Optima to see if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative and tell them the Travel Trio sent you. The number is 800-501-0866, 800-501-0866, that's 800-501-0866, or find it at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rmworldtravel.com. Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back to the show. I'm Rudy Maxa. This segment is sponsored by Optima Tax Relief. With the weekend here, have you taken our advice to resolve your IRS tax problems? 
We encourage you to stop the madness, because regardless of whatever you think, you cannot avoid the IRS forever. But with the number one tax resolution firm in your corner, you can stop worrying and put some joy back into your life. Optima knows that behind every tax problems are good, hardworking Americans, people with families, homes, savings, and paychecks. That's how Optima has resolved more than a half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. And they're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So stop living in fear that today might be the day the IRS shows up at work or garnishes your paycheck or freezes your bank accounts. Just call Optima to see if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative and solve your problems for good. And when you do call, tell them Rupert, Rudy, Robert, and Mary told you to call. The number is 800-501-0866. 800-501-0866. You'll find the number at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors as well. You often hear about the National Transportation Safety Board, and I would wager that most often uh, you hear about it in connection with, um, oh, an auto accident. Excuse me, a, a, an airplane crash. I'm sorry. Actually, uh, it's much more broad and wide-ranging than that. And my guest, Eric Strickland, is a safety advocate at the NTSB and host of a new podcast that we're going to tell you about in a moment called Behind the Scenes at NTSB. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. So broaden our scope of how we understand what what the NTSB does. Sure. And so you were right. You know, everyone knows us as aviation accident investigation. And we're congressionally chartered to investigate all aviation incidents and accidents that occur uh, in the United States. But we are a multimodal transportation accident investigation agency. So we look to try to enhance safety in all modes of transportation. So uh, you did mention that, you know, we do it on, on automobiles. And that's right. We go out and we do, do. Uh, school bus crashes, um, ah. you know, motor coach crashes, all those kind of things. Uh, in the news lately, you've heard us in regards to some uh, train incidents and accidents that have occurred. And so we get involved with that. We also do, you know, uh, the safest form of transportation, pipelines, but none of us really actually drive on or travel on pipelines. So you don't hear too much about that, but we investigate all uh, pipeline incidents and accidents as well. So all modes of transportation. You're also on the high seas, aren't you? Yes, we do. Uh, We just finished up uh, last fall the Alfaro, which is one of our largest and longest uh, accident investigations. It was a, a cargo uh, ship that sank during Hurricane, Hurricane Joaquin in 2015, and um, 33 crew members were uh, lost at sea. And so it was a multi-year investigation with uh, interagency across the federal government because the uh, data recorder was located at over 15,000 feet below the uh, ocean surface. And so Where? that's something that we have within our uh, our standard you know kit to go out to an accident investigation. So working with the Navy and some other uh, marine partners, we're able to, to go down that deep and get the data recorder. Eric, where did that ship go down? Uh, that was down. Um, it was going from Fort Lauderdale to Puerto Rico. Hmm, okay. So, uh, yeah, I, and I didn't know you did school buses and that sort of thing. Okay, you obviously don't do regular car accidents by citizens, though. We actually we do. Um, you do. You know, we have we have a very broad authority to investigate any transportation accident that occurs in the country uh, that can that can benefit safety for all. So so we're not going to go to a fender bender or anything like that. But sure. we did investigate um, a crash involving a, a Tesla in Florida, in Williston, Florida. There was a Tesla that was being operated in uh, at the what they called autopilot at the time. And it was our first autonomous vehicle, quote unquote, autonomous vehicle investigation because the driver was not actually uh, touching the steering wheel or being involved in any way, shape or form 
platform there. And so it was a, you know, for, it was a small, just regular passenger vehicle, but we did do that investigation. But for the impact that it has on autonomous vehicles sure. and that whole burgeoning technological field and industry and, and what we can learn from that, because this is the first of, unfortunately, I think there's going to be more and we want to learn from everyone. So we only have one mistake. We don't have to keep repeating the same mistakes. I'm also surprised at the length of time an airplane crash investigation could take. Now, fortunately, we haven't had any commercial, major commercial planes go down for years in the United States. But reaching back into history, how long can an investigation of a crash take? Airplane crash. Reaching back in history and even now, an accident investigation for us takes about 12 to 18 months. Wow. So so we don't, we're not looking at it for, you know, you have to think of it in a different way. We're doing a safety investigation. We're not doing a criminal or civil investigation. We're looking for all of the things that could impact safety. And that takes time. That takes a lot of detailed interviews, a lot of analysis. Um, we do what's called a party system. And so if there's a, an accident that occurs, we will assess what's going on and we will send team members out there and then we will find out who can best provide resources for us. So if it's a train crash, you know, we'll work with the the owner of the tracks, the owner of the uh, the equipment that was on the track, the area that they're in. They'll all become parties of the investigation and help us gather factual data. And then at mm-hmm. some point, we release all that factual data in our docket. That's normally about six or so months after the accident. And then we kind of close the door and handle it all the analysis internally. And so we work with our party members to gather all the factual data and everyone agrees upon it. These are the facts of what happened. But okay. then we do all our own analysis. We'll look okay, at we have 20 like, seconds left, Eric, and I want to get to the point of this interview, which is you've just started this uh, series of podcasts called Behind the Scene at NTSB, and we only got 10 seconds left. But it's, but it's a series of interviews with folks who work at NTS, NTSB and interview different kind of accidents. Eric, um, obviously anybody can just uh, Google Behind the Scene at NTSB, and I thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Eric Strickland is a safety advocate and a podcast host of Behind the Scene at NTSB, the National Transportation and Safety Board. Check it out. We'll be right back. RM World Travel phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rmworldtravel.com. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. We get such an amazing shave using Dollar Shave Club razors with their shave butter that now we use their other products, too. They make stuff for your hair, face, skin, and shower using only the finest premium ingredients. And they deliver. Right now, you can get your first months of the club's best razor, along with travel versions of their shave butter, body cleanser, and hygiene wipes for just $5. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. Get your Dollar Shave Club starter kit at dollarshaveclub.com rm. Or you can visit rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 2000 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2000. Attention shoppers, clean up on aisle 14. Clean up on aisle 14. Someone dropped a jar of pickles. 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 Beatboxing at a big box store. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. A rip. 
push a minivan, push has the lights on, push in the parking lot, push a top. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Geico. Push a Does getting something flavorful and balanced on the table feel like a chore? Let HelloFresh take care of meal planning so you can save time and have fun cooking and eating. Visit HelloFresh.com and choose what meals you want from an ever-changing and delicious menu. Then, let HelloFresh shop and deliver pre-measured ingredients with simple 30-minute recipes that require minimal cleanup and cost less than $10 a meal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash try now to get $30 off your first box. That's HelloFresh.com slash try now. Travel Pro Luggage is what we use, and it's the best. Rudy likes the Max Light 4, their lightest collection, with carry-ons weighing just under 6 pounds. Robert and I travel with Travel Pro's Platinum Magna 2 Series that contains the patented MagnaTrack wheel system, power scope handle, and contour grip spinners. Even their Cruise Series is outstanding. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers, so get yours at Macy's, Amazon, eBags, and top luggage specialty retailers. You can also visit TravelPro.com or RMWorldTravel.com under Sponsors. Do you know the majority of bottled waters contain additives, minerals, and other solvents? Some even contain traces of arsenic. Well, Le Bleu Premium Ultra Water is actually just water. 11% hydrogen and 89% oxygen and nothing else. In fact, it's the only water that meets the definition of water. And Le Bleu's distillation and oxygenation process, it kills and removes all viruses and bacteria. Drink Le Bleu and you'll know it's the best of the best because it's the perfect liquid for your body. Find it at top grocers nationwide at lebleu.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back to the New York area, everyone. Robert Mary here with you again as we get ready to check in with show friend Jill Gonzalez. And before we talk about top state capitals, a quick word about our sponsor, joinhoney.com slash rm. All of us like to get the best price when shopping online, but finding a good coupon code can be hard, and often the ones you do find are either expired or invalid. There's a new service that finds and applies coupon codes for you. It's joinhoney.com rm. In just two clicks, add Honey to any browser for free, and you only have to do it once. Then every time you shop, it works in the background, testing millions of coupon codes from around the internet. When it's time to check out, it automatically applies the best coupon code to your cart. Go to joinhoney.com slash rm and add this to your browser or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Jill Gonzalez is an analyst with WalletHub, and she's been on the show with us a number of times in the past. We asked her back today to talk about their latest study about the best state capitals to live in and visit. So let's go to the phones and welcome back, Jill. Hey, Jill. It's great to have you back on the show with us today. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's always great talking to you. All right, so I want to make sure we have this right. To determine the top state capitals to live in, you compared all 50 across four key dimensions, affordability, economic well-being, quality of education and health, and quality of life. Is that right? Yes, okay. all of those four things. So after you computed everything, what capitals made it to the top? And then for our listeners, I'd love for you to tell them, after you tell them the top capitals, who were the top two for overall quality of life? As far as quality of life, that's going to be everything from weather to attractions, things to do, restaurants. So quality of life, obviously, very important, not only for livability, but for people who want to go visit. Right. So Honolulu, really hard to beat in terms of quality so. of life. Right. Number one there. But then it was, you know, all over the place. Number two was Boston. Mm-hmm. Number three, Denver. 
for Austin, and five Madison, Wisconsin. So really a mix of all over the country. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So, so Mary just mentioned uh, some of your qualifiers. I know you also looked at housing costs, unemployment rates, the quality of public schools, the number of attractions and restaurants. And I want to get to that. I think there were like 51 total. So, folks, you can find all that. It's just at WalletHub.com. Tell us the top five state capitals with the most restaurants. And then I also would love for you to, to talk about the top five with the most attractions for locals and visitors. Absolutely. So attractions, you know, especially when you're visiting state capitals, I think that's what people really look for. They want a a mix of history, but also a mix of fun here, too. So the most attractions, again, Boston, Honolulu, Austin, all actually tied for the top spot here. 22 times more attractions than, say, a Pierre, South Dakota, Montpelier, Vermont, Trenton, New Jersey, so those are some of the state capitals with the fewest attractions. Still some things to do, mm-hmm. but not the wealth and the diversity of attractions than those top three. And I saw Atlanta and uh, Santa Fe made that. But talk about the restaurants as well, because Atlanta made your most attractions, uh, but I saw it was number one on the list for most restaurants. Yes. As far as restaurants, obviously, a lot of these cities have become kind of foodie destinations on their own. Atlanta and Honolulu, again, tied for most restaurants per capita here, but Richmond, Virginia actually has quite a few. That's becoming more of a foodie destination. Yeah, that's come on. Raleigh as well, I would say. We talked to them a while, but but that whole area has has really come on in recent years. Yeah, and and it's a bit more affordable, right, than, say, the same restaurant quality that you might be getting in in Atlanta or I think certainly in Honolulu. Uh, The other in the top five, Salt Lake City was actually number four, and Denver came in at fifth. So the common denominator, of the capital I keep hearing about here is Honolulu. So, well, folks, but, if you... Uh, but, you know, to the, the least number so of attractions, you mentioned Montpelier and, and Pierre, South Dakota. Uh, that was also the lowest number of restaurants as well. So uh, you're not getting... Augusta, Maine also was on that bottom list. Jill, any surprises in any of these uh, results for you? Well, it's interesting when we talk about state capitals, right? Some are just destination spots on their own. We kind of almost... Forget that it's also a capital city. I think that happens with Boston a lot, mm-hmm. Austin as well. So it's interesting to see which of these really do have the best of both worlds. History, obviously getting things done with government, but a lot of great things to do. So not only awesome places to live, but really key destination places to visit as well. Well, I think we could all agree that uh, Honolulu would not be a bad place for us to go, <laughs> especially on a winter weekend uh, that has been hitting all of us on the Northeast as uh, March has come in like a lion for sure for all of us. So, Jill, always nice to talk to you. We really appreciate that. You know, enjoy the weekend, okay? Anytime. Don't blow away up there. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Take care, Jill. Bye. All right. I would also point out, Mary, that none of the uh, Northeast capitals uh, did very well. Boston did. but Boston uh, did yeah. well, yeah. yeah. But Albany, Hartford, Trenton, anything yeah. around us, Providence mm-hmm. did not do so particularly well. So, <laughs> all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. That's why we travel. That is why we travel, exactly. Uh, and next, we're going to change gears from top state capitals to super commuter couples. So stick around as the RM World Travel Express rolls on. The show returns in three minutes. Join the Travel Trio by calling 803-78025. Access the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back to the show, and this segment sponsored by Casper.com. Now, can you imagine taking a car on a 100-day test drive or getting a pair of new shoes and having 100 days to walk around and feel how comfortable they are? Well, that's what our friend at Casper is doing, giving you 100 nights to test the Casper mattress in your own home with their 100-night sleep challenge. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pleasure and, excuse me, the right pressure, relief, and, and alignment, so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. It ships for free right to your door in a how-do-they-do-that-size box, and don't sweat it. If you don't love it, they'll come pick it up for free and give you a full refund. You have nothing to lose. When the choice is to test a mattress by actually sleeping on it for 100 nights in your home or going to some store and flopping around on a dozen dirty mattresses, that doesn't sound nice, used by God knows who for a few minutes each, well, getting a Casper is a no-brainer. Take their 100-night sleep challenge right now. And when you go to Casper.com, Casper, by the way, is spelled like Casper the Friendly Ghost with a C. When you go to Casper.com, use the promo code RM3 and you'll save $50. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com if you look under sponsors. I don't know if you've ever been in love with someone in another city and neither of you could move, so you'd have to carry on the relationship uh, be, be over over a, a distance, a great distance. I've been in that position. Uh, here's a woman who knows how to do that. Her name is Megan Bierce. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's a speaker and an author. And she has written for her blog, Super uh, Commuter Couples Staying Together When a Job Keeps You Apart. Megan, j- just dish, just deliver it. How do you keep romance alive if, you know, you have the two of you have to live in different cities for any number of reasons, whether it has family reasons or job reasons? Give it to me. Sure. Well, the best thing, and I know this will be probably not a big surprise coming from a therapist, is the communication. So you really need to figure out what each of you prefers and get a real understanding of what life is like for each of you when you are separated from each other. Um, another big piece is... Well, what does communication mean? Talking at regular time every day, not talking yeah. every day because it's annoying it's, to somebody else? What? Exactly. Well, that's just it. You need to figure out what each of you prefers. Like some people are just fine texting back and forth. Other people want to hear that person's voice. Other people are perfectly fine going several days in a row without speaking. So it's really about what works best for you. There's okay. one, no one right way. Okay. All right. What else? What, what do you do on the holidays? The holidays, um, again, it depends on how people are involved. Are there kids involved? Is it you? Is it just them? Um, holidays, actually, I think can be tricky, though. For example, if it's a situation where the family stays in one place and the one person is back and forth, it actually can be really hard to navigate that reentry period. And that was one of the biggest things I found with successful couples is they figured out how to come back together after being apart for a long time. Because usually each person is actually fine when they're alone. They have their routine. They have their friends. They have their jobs. They have their hobbies. But being back together in each other's space is one person the early bird is one person like to stay up late. Like, how do you guys navigate sure. those first hours and days back together? Because a lot of times that's when most of the fights happen. Is when you're yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Together. Dad comes home and is suddenly the boss again when mom's yep. been the boss. Mm-hmm. You, you suggest also cooking a meal together. I guess that's a way of a nice way of doing things together. It is. So that's one thing my family has found helpful is you know, everything from is it a sea night and planning the menu to cooking it together. You know, do you watch a movie then related to the type of meal you had for the evening? It really becomes an all hands involved sort of way to be together. And, and if, excuse me, yeah. go ahead. No, oh, that was it. Yeah. Well, and, and if children are involved, does that take mm-hmm. a special touch? It does. Um, you really need to focus on you know helping them cope what's best for them, um, not trying to talk them out of their feelings about it. It's okay to be sad. Um, again, a lot of this is about 
quality versus quantity. So, you know, having set time with the kids, having set time as a couple so that the person who's home with the kids gets a break also, you know, it's really mm-hmm. important to keep that relationship a priority and not let it lack at the expense of the children. Um, you know, we've figured out different ways. Um, you know, we have a calendar that shows when he's back, when we have things going on. Now, who is we? Think- you and your personal life? Yes. My husband's been super commuting for seven years now. Where he's- are you? Where is he generally? Uh, we're in Minneapolis, and he flies every Monday to New York, works there all week, and then comes back typically Thursday oh, night or Friday oh. night. Yep. Oh, okay. So we are one of those couples, and our kids were, um, I think they were one in three when we started this. Ooh. So we've been doing it for a while, and it's definitely been, I think that's one thing for couples to really keep in mind, that it's something that, you, it's not one right way to do it going forward forever. We've had to modify and shift and change as the kids, you know, get older, as our demands on our own selves change. Um, but it's, it's definitely about making a village, asking for help, making an extended family when your own family is not around. Not well, he has an advantage help. in that his wife's a couples therapist. <laughs> right. So, or disadvantage, depending, yes. But yeah, I think it's definitely been helpful to have a little insight kind of behind the scenes of what, what works and what doesn't always work. And what other couples have been doing. Last question. Um, sure. With the rise of FaceTime and WhatsApp and all, the, all these apps where you can actually you know, video, you're on a video phone, so mm-hmm. to speak, to use an old-fashioned phrase. I think that helps a bit, don't you? That is a huge piece, no doubt. Um, whether it's FaceTiming from your child's, you know, baseball games, they can be a part of it, ah, to, you know, scheduling. The one couple I interviewed for the book, um, they actually have dinner together sometimes. They just open up the computer, they sit down, they have a FaceTime chat over dinner together. Um, it's a great way, again, to stay in touch with a quick tweet or a quick, not a tweet, to quick text. And just to say, hey, thinking of you. Um, I so love I'll, that. I'll, you can definitely, definitely utilize technology to your advantage, for sure, without a doubt. I love that. Megan Beers is a licensed marriage and family therapist, lives apparently here in Minneapolis. I didn't know that. And a speaker and an author. Um, you can read more at her website, which is MeganBeers.com. And Megan is M-E-G-A-N. But let me spell her last name. It's tricky. B-E-A-R-C-A. B-E-A-R-C-A. MeganBeers.com. Megan, thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. I learned a lot. Coming to the end of the first hour, stick, oh, oh, coming to the end of the show, I want to thank you for listening. Thanks to all our stations for carrying us. And you know what? See you next week. You've been listening to your RM World Travel Connection, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.